0: right after I had my son. So this was about five, six years ago now. Um, I got really, really, really sick. And mm. it was a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis that I'm very open about. Um, and then it, I lost my vision. I lost my ability to walk. I lost um, my hearing for a while. Everything sounded like I had big earmuffs on. Um,
1: With and- a small child. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers. I have Chantel Sumis with me, and I think I pretty much got that pretty close, but uh, (laughs) I want to introduce her. Um, She is a personal branding expert, a uh, digital marketer uh, with tons and tons of reach. Uh, She's a mom. She's also a huge advocate for the differently abled, and and we're really excited to have her here on the show today. Chantel, thank you for coming on.
0: Thank you, Cody. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) Well, excellent. Well, I've got a lot of different subjects to kind of dive in with you and I'm excited to see that. But um, I guess one of the first things I want to ask you about is how did you end up in the personal branding? What was what drove you to into that field?
0: So I was always obsessed with marketing, like didn't realize it was a thing or a career that you could be in. I thought it was just this fun way to play and Girl Scouts, you know, you market your cookies and (laughs) in the sales realm um, but my parents had a business growing when I was growing up they launched their own accounting firm um, <laughs> no kidding right I should know better about my money and should have been a lot better in the beginning um, but they had me in charge of doing the promotions and stuff like that and I thought this is so much fun party planning figuring out gifts for clients etc um, so I really started to dive into that area. And then, um, uh, a few years ago, right after I had my son, so this was about five, six years ago now, um, I got really, really, really sick and mm. it was a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis that I'm very open about. Um, and then it, I lost my vision. I lost my ability to walk. I lost, um, my hearing for a while. Everything sounded like I had the earmuffs on
1: um with a small child no the the stuff was
0: this was just six years ago right after i had done right so um i then had to start applying for jobs i was also out of a job because the stress was like the um the cause of so much of this illness
1: yeah
0: and then now applying for jobs i had to check that box I was disabled because I'm permanently blind in this eye. A lot of people don't know this because they think, oh, you look just like me. There's nothing wrong. Um, Which is then why I had to build a brand of my own to stand out and be a a superhero versus a perceived limitation in the workplace. And that's really what caused caused me to love personal branding and see the power that it has. you know i applied for over 100 jobs checking that box and never got a call back really it's um about two weeks after making real relationships with two people and putting myself out there as this like creative junkie i love magic and all of these things um i had two job offers on the table one from each of them because of that brand that i put forward and highlighting those strengths and and assets so long story short I know that's uh no
1: that that, no that just opens the door for a lot more questions for me I just uh (laughs) but I love that though that and, and not the fact that you were having that much struggle with it but that you said okay you know what it's just time to pull my bootstraps up and go like for me um I've been in some I've had a lot of failures and I've learned a lot more from my failures than I have the successes I feel like um, yeah. <laughs> and so to hear that you were kind of thrown into a situation and instead of just putting your hands up and saying, well, I guess that's just what it is. It's like, okay, I'm going to figure this thing out. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, it's hard because there is a grieving process with any failure, right? Yeah. It's hard to accept it and move on. But what are the two choices? give up and be a victim or get through it and really take control. And I'm a control freak. So (laughs) decided to move forward.
1: Well I mean you've gone on to do um what I think some I think I saw something a hundred speaking events in the last couple years. A
0: lot, a lot of speaking, a lot of um just my career growth has been insane because once you find something that you're passionate about and you really stand for it all in people start flocking to you because you're trusting yourself and it's this beautiful gift that just keeps on giving.
1: Do you think you would have gotten there as fast as you had, had you not had the setbacks?
0: Absolutely not. There's no way I would be where I am today. If I didn't have to go through hell and back here and hold on strong, you know, that especially with, uh, my, so I have, my parents were business owners, entrepreneurs, and my dad, um, after he exited the realm of the military, he got uh into inspirational speaking and motivational speaking. And so he made me listen to these cassette tapes growing up. Yes. <laughs> Back in the day when you had a Walkman that was a cassette tape player.
1: Hey, the Walkman um, didn't skip. When the yeah, CDs you know, <laughs> came out, you had, you to, had, to, you had to be ready to pencil. like walk like yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, it was and it was so cheesy. It's so cheesy at the time as a kid. You don't want to go through this stuff. Then when you really, really, really need it and you're really holding on to that hope, you think of those stories that your parents taught you and they all come back right when you need them most.
1: They're little seeds. And I, I think my parents did quite a bit of that kind of thing with me too. And like, I now know as a parent, like I try to plant those little seeds and it's almost like, you know, it's almost like, am i really just wasting my time you know you're kind of you guys this a little thought in the back of your head like they're not even retaining this i'm just bugging them i just sound yeah. like this guy and then i know that in like 10 15 20 years like somehow i'm just gonna pop out and be like see you never fail unless you quit Dude. and they're gonna be like what like right. you know the
0: stuff that they retain is absolutely out of this world i don't yeah. know how they remember the things that they remember but- Good on that. make
1: sure we're setting a good example <laughs> we try right and that's <laughs> I think that's the thing though is that if you're even having the conversations I think you're already winning
0: yeah I agree
1: you know and that's the thing and that's what money talkers kind of born out for me was I want to make sure that people had the tools to see that the confidence of being able to you know that it is fruitful to have those conversations whether you think they're listening or not
0: mm-hmm. you know right
1: and so Um, well, I'm, I'm, so I'm curious. So when you got onto the the speaking circuit, I guess, I don't know how else to say it, but, um, how did you, how did you decide what you were going to talk about? And like, were you, how did you do the first one? Like, were you, were you nervous?
0: Holy cow. Yes, I was. So I have Serious stage fright. Um, and that's my dog. <laughs> I hear a loud breathing in the back.
1: You warned um, me and but, I still wasn't prepared for that noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so back in the day, like in business school, which of course my parents as entrepreneurs, they were like, you got to go to college, you got to get a degree, yada, yada. Um, one of the required classes was public speaking. And I fainted and my final presentation in front of class. It was that bad. I mean, I'd clam up, I'd get the sweats. It was horrible, the worst thing ever. I can't—I would wanna go through anything before speaking in front of a crowd. So how I got started was, I started these LinkedIn local events, which were basically just parties. They're just celebrations of getting people together, happy hour mixers of people that are all professional growth minded. And I started it in Chicago with a group of other people And all the other people went up and were talking and they were like, come on up Chantel, come on up Chantel. But it felt like family at that point. So it was easier talking in a group of friends.
1: Cocktail party too, so probably. (laughs) Yeah, it it just (laughs) Made it a little easier.
0: Party, yeah, Yeah. you know,
1: (laughs) some some light
0: partying. Okay, professional stance.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: But it really did, that practice makes perfect, right? You get more and more involved in those social situations and you get more comfortable.
1: So do you still get nervous?
0: It depends on the crowd. I mean,
1: yeah. you, have a, days, you have a pre? You have a pre ritual?
0: Power stance.
1: Yeah, I know someone who does push-ups. <laughs> so I was yeah,
0: you know, feeling strong. Yeah, I mean, they, you gotta like harness that energy.
1: Yeah, he gets uh, yeah. he gets he gets uh, fired up, and he gets uh, does a, does a set of push-ups, and tells people you know just get some blood going, and he runs out, and he's like, but he's crazy on stage. So I think it kind of works for him. <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome. I like that respect. I'm always giggly and like. Nerdy, bubbly. So I trip, you know, and I kind of make it just suck it up, you know, (laughs) embrace the crazy, embrace it all. So it seems to work. (laughs) The more (laughs) failure, the better in my case.
1: (laughs) No, that's great because I think it helps people connect with you to be a real person and not someone that's just like, you know, I I tend to uh, block out the look at me. I'm great. I know how to do everything. I've always been great at this. Like, for me, I'm like, you You can't be a chef if you were never the dishwasher, you know? Yeah. And so yes. you have to be bad at it before you can get good at things, you know? And so um, I usually generally like to follow those kind of people a little more. They seem to resonate better with me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's the more relatable, too. Nobody's perfect. Let's mm-hmm.
1: be honest. Yeah, I agree. um, So I kind of want to switch in. So you mentioned something about when you had to go through this and check these boxes and saying, hey, yeah, I have a disability. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess I don't ever, I don't think I've ever really noticed it on a job application. There was only one time in my life that I actually did job applications and I don't remember it because it was a while ago and uh, I've been a serial entrepreneur most of my life. So um, I didn't even realize that was on there.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, right? You're not alone. Not many people do realize that it is a box that you check. And it's right where you say, you know, what your gender identity is and veteran status. Um, You also check that box that says I am disabled and require reasonable accommodation. Yeah. and um, It seems super unethical to me. Yeah which is why I became more of an advocate talking about this because in the job application process, you shouldn't have to say your or your race or if you require reasonable accommodation, if you can get the job done, you can get the job done. Right?
1: Yeah, no. And I know, cause like, I know only like the W nine situation, like after you've gone through the hiring process and you're doing your paperwork and those kinds of things, because there's programs that are beneficial to the business owners and those kinds of things. But like, yeah. um, but as far as in the application process, that just seems ridiculous to me.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. Something that needs to be fixed at the um, United Nations level. So if you
1: know <laughs> you
0: get me speak, I'll talk to you
1: all. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make some calls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, when, when you speak about that, like how do you, um, do you speak about that at all? Or do you, how do you, how do you consider yourself in the advocacy side of that?
0: Yes, absolutely. So I try to not only inspire folks that are in the differently abled community that are affected in some form, shape or form that it's really easy to feel like you're not a contribution to society when you're, the world is built for the healthy human Mm -hmm. through these accessibility issues. You know, reading for me was very difficult when I couldn't walk accessibility, just getting in buildings was difficult, going to events and not having an elevator, forget about it. And these things aren't really thought about unless you're really knee deep in the fight. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to be a voice and bring everybody together, knowing that everybody is differently abled. And if, you know, some people may have a lack of confidence, that could be their differently abled ability or disability in in their case that they need to work through. But there is no completely unable. We are resourceful. We are innovative. We have this amazing technological advances in society today, especially in the United States, so we can get around these things together as a community. So talking about those things by sharing my story, by also helping um, with personal branding, Mm -hmm. highlighting your superpowers versus those perceived parameters to get a job, to further your career and get off of social security or get off of um, any kind of Medicare, you know, you want to get back into the workforce and be, have that fulfillment in your life. Yeah. Uh, that's my goal it's, is to get a lot more people living that fulfilled life.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing you can do is just being the inspirational one and going out and doing it, because, you know, if I have always believed with someone else can do it, I can do it too. You know, it's almost like the, uh, the guy who broke the four minute mile, like it had never been done. It was unbelievable. It couldn't be done. And then like within a year of doing it, like 50 people did it, you know, because they were just like, well, that guy did it so I can do it. You know, it was, it was like a never been done in history. And then all of a sudden 50 people did it one year because one guy did it, you know?
0: Yeah, so, absolutely. It's challenge accepted, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that, that idea of saying, okay, well, you know, you mentioned kind of having like a, a grieving period. And I think there's, you know, we all have go through different ups and downs and lines where you have those grieving periods, but, um, the time to take action is I think one of the most empowering pieces that you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit back and I'm not going to wait. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to become part of my own, you know, uh, I'm going to determine my own future. I guess would be a good way to put that.
0: Absolutely. Easier said than done. And so, many years, but it's worth the fight it really yeah.
1: is yeah and I think it's awesome how you've come out on the other side and 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 accredited some of that you know accredited that struggle to some of your success you know
0: oh yeah I mean it's brutal you know and you go through those hard days and you're like why am I doing this you know <laughs>
1: making
0: no money when I'm volunteering all my time but it's so worth it and yeah if I don't do it who the heck will you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah, no, if, um, in my story, there's, you know, I had a lot of success early in my life, and then I lost, like, literally everything, and people were like, like, man, what would you change? I was like, nothing, like, I needed to learn those lessons so bad, like, I, for me personally, on the finance side, like, it became, it ended up, I'd be coming back 10 times stronger than I was, and so as you go through these struggles, like, you can, you know, you can, you can encourage your kids to see that there are, you know, lessons to be learned, and also opportunities to be had of any situation
0: absolutely. There's a lesson in
1: everything for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really, uh, I think that's a really fun idea on that side of it. And, uh, so I want to ask you about something else too. So, um, when you're, you know, you, you are you know, knee deep into digital marketing and social media marketing, and those kinds of things. And to me, that's a big part of the future going forward, especially as we get, you know, we're getting a real lesson of it right now, uh, being in quarantine, but that, you know, we're going to spend a lot more time in front of keyboards and a lot more time with men time management and those kind of things. And so, um, if, you know, there's parents out there that are listening to this, you know, the job market has changed quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder how you see that kind of evolving, uh, here in the next, I don't know, five, ten years.
0: Oh, it's going, I mean, it's the, Millennials are infamous for being side hustlers, right? Nobody has just one job anymore. And it's gonna continue in that trend for Gen Z too. Gen Z is already creating amazing top quality videos on TikTok. The world is their oyster. I mean, they already have the upper hand with these technological assets and being adaptable and training themselves on this DIY, do it yourself, programming and understanding how to use these assets and tools. So things are going to be a lot more digital and it's going to require millennials, um, generation X, right? That's the older one and then it's boomers i think <laughs> um but it's going to require everybody to be agile and adaptable and make sure that they're flexible and they're constantly learning i had to learn css javascript html and a few other coding languages just to write emails in digital marketing so it's the it's crazy what's going on in the world today and now there's applications that can automatically code things for you which is nice Um, So now people are learning to code the coding programs. It's just constantly turning and turning and turning. So for any parent right now, keep encouraging your child not to lean away from using their tablet so often in Xbox, because there's a lot of awesome resources on the tablet and that can help them with their career, as well as making sure they have a digital reputation in place. Social media is a make or break situation and you can see everything online so make sure they're equipped with the how-to's of knowing what to post and what to definitely not post
1: that was one of the things I was gonna lead to with that was if what tips you have for parents to make sure that uh, they 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 they're talking to their kids Regarding leaving their digital timestamp <laughs> out there, you know, yeah. to, to what is acceptable and what's not acceptable because once it's out, it's hard to put the horse back in the barn.
0: Uh, yeah. I like <laughs> said that. It's hard to put the horse back in the barn. Um, so that was a
1: good Midwestern expression for you. Absolutely.
0: So. <laughs> I feel you. We have a bunch of horses and cows right around the corner here. Um, <laughs> we, It's the conversations that you have to have. You know what I mean? And, I, looking back, I mean, I was raised in the realm of Facebook and MySpace back in the day. posted mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I shouldn't have never posted. And I don't kinda,
1: know. Kind of glad MySpace went away. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it didn't though. You know, it's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. look at yourself. You probably still have a profile hanging uh, out scary. there.
1: <laughs> now I have, to, now I, now I have a homework to do. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I add that to the notes right now. Yeah.
1: Enough. There went my anxiety. But I mean,
0: images, videos, all of these things, especially if you're taking images and videos and you don't realize what's in your background and stuff like that, there's a lot of stuff that you don't want the world to see. So having these conversations with your kids is, is so important. And it's inevitable too, if you want them to be have a strong digital reputation in the future.
1: Yeah. And you know, you kind of mentioned about personal branding and that could come into a lot of it because a lot of companies now, uh, if they're looking to hire or they're looking at bringing in, uh, even as, uh, you know, when you're buying, when you're, when you're buying other things from entrepreneurs, you know, when you're buying uh, products or you're buying services from entrepreneurs, you are generally going to Google that person and make sure you're not tying yourself to the wrong situation.
0: Absolutely. I was just reading, I'm addicted to Harvard Business Reviews reports and all of the study that they do and all the data and, and analytics that they pull forward for you. And they did some research on um, companies that will completely eliminate a vendor from consideration because of what they did or did not find on the internet, which I thought was brilliant. So what it was like uh, over 50%, right? So the greater majority, really? I don't want to quote it, uh, yeah. but it was very alarming to know that you need to make sure that you're not just leaving a footprint on Google or Yelp. you got, you have your LinkedIn profile, you have your personal website, you have all of these tools with excellent testimonials. So that when that person's ready to buy or ready to see you, ready to hire you, they know exactly that you're the right person.
1: Well, I think it's interesting. You said it's not just what you put on the internet, but it's what you didn't have on the internet as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's a big, yeah, that's a big takeaway. Because I, I, you know, you don't think of that you think about all the bad stuff you shouldn't put on the internet, but Mm -hmm. um, the businesses don't hire for the things that you don't have on the internet as well. So you need to make sure that you're represented correctly. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I feel bad for anybody named John Smith or like Amanda Jones because those URLs are taken. <laughs> Creative, <laughs> create your own <laughs>
1: empire. Yeah, the John Smith four million, right? <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He um, and so uh. One other thing I want to get back into, is we talked about on the uh, inclusion and diversity, you have something called the 10 inclusive hacks. Um, And so can you kind of touch on that?
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while since I wrote that article. So um, building an inclusive culture is something that we, as humans, we get so roped into routine. Mm -hmm. Our normal. What's our culture? How are we raised? That's all we know to be natural, to be normal. And there are so many other different people living in the world that deal with completely other elements, different religions, different languages, different cultures. And that's beautiful in their own respects. But if they're not warmly received and they don't feel included in that environment, they have to go in and pretend to be something they are not. Where they're hiding themselves, they're not going to feel involved they're not going to feel respected or appreciated like a a good employee would be which then um enables this gap of not being appreciated for this employee this very valuable asset to your company to leave to go somewhere else where they do feel included and in in, um in an environment that nurtures them so in the 10 inclusive hacks that i created and designed we published that, um, which just has simple things like having an open door policy, ha- asking open-ended questions, and making sure you leave unconscious bias aside and acknowledge the fact that judgment is inevitable. Um, the way you're looking at me, you know, you're probably judging something. I don't know what. It's sunny here. I don't know <laughs> something obvious, but it could be completely wrong. Yeah. And there's so many other things that when you snap to that instant idea, instant impression, you're closing off your heart to so many other things, to so many awesome unasked questions. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, that's uh, I think that's a really great way to put that because, you know, a lot of people think of like diversity and inclusion as like numbers to hit and do things. And it's really not. It's more about culture.
0: Yeah, well, not just that, but,
1: but... I mean, company culture as far as not like personal culture. I mean, like is yeah. having an open culture of and in, in, in to allow people to express themselves, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you want at the end of the day? What's the, the goal? It's to increase your bottom line, right? Capitalism, we want to make sure that no matter what, our profits are increasing. And we can't increase our profits and increase our bottom line if our people aren't happy. And we're dealing with that constant turnover rate, right? which... Mm digs into those valuable budgets so it's all about human connection at the end of the day and obviously we're constantly seeing and I hate to go into like such a deep 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 dark corner right away but we have a loneliness epidemic and we have suicide rates increasing people feeling lonelier and misunderstood so if we can create a more inclusive culture not only are we helping people in with different abilities or different cultures languages different looks and appearances we're helping people feel like a valuable asset to society which everybody should feel
1: i wonder just because my brain sometimes goes off on things but like i wonder if the uh situation we're going through right now with being quarantined away from each other will actually bring us better together when we come back
0: you know it's so interesting to say that and talk about that because i see mixed emotions everywhere. You know, I mm-hmm. see people who are pessimists by nature and they don't have a bone in in faith for for humanity. But then you have the optimists that are reaching out constantly saying, "Hey, how are you doing? I've been thinking about you. You know, I'm praying for you and your family." So it's it's so mixed. It'll be yeah. to see.
1: Yeah, I just wonder if it um if because when things are going really easy we almost find things to cause problems about i guess would be the best way to put that i don't know how to put that but um so we look for these little differences to fight over you know like i i know and then so if this is coming out on the other side like maybe we stop and say hey listen you know we don't need to be arguing over something that's very insignificant because we just had our worlds take away together and now we're all in the same boat you know
0: yeah absolutely you're totally right if there's no problems to complain about
1: we find them right
0: solutions right <laughs> yeah. we're just talking about more problems
1: yeah yeah we're we're digging up things to to argue over if we but if we have something a common goal and it makes the boat the, everybody in the boats run the same way it makes right. it a lot uh, a lot easier to say hey man you know what i'm gonna pull for you pull for me
0: yeah we'll see We'll. Really... i'm pushing for the positive okay Being yeah. optimistic
1: this has been like the world's biggest social experiment i can tell you that
0: yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, me. I can't wait to see what Harvard Business Review pulls
1: out of this one. <laughs> That's funny. They're gonna be. Uh, I I will say this though, um the meme game these days is just been keeping me strong. So I have I been, know. All I of have the... been dying laughing at our, our own, you know, creativity of sitting down to make fun of some of this stuff. Yes, it's, it's... when our <laughs> culture comes together, I mean. <laughs>
0: Have you been keeping up on Tiger King? Obviously. Can we talk about Ob-
1: that? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and Carol Baskin did it, but whatever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> it is. And it's just, it's so funny that, like, you know, I've seen so many, even like people talking about, like, if you would have told me a month ago that, like, the whole world would be stuck in their houses and we'd all be talking about this Tiger King Tiger shout King. out. Of <laughs> yeah, I just keep seeing all these Tiger King memes. And what I can't wait for is, I can't wait for Halloween this year because it's going to be, there's going to be like so many Tiger King outfits coming. Tiger
0: King, or yeah, Tiger (laughs) King outfits. Carol Baskins and her flower (laughs) tiara, hazmat suits galore, uh, toilet paper, vending machines. There's going to be so many good things. Uh,
1: Yeah, uh, hopefully we come out of this nice and strong, and uh, and we have a good (laughs) sense of humor to all laugh about it in the end because that means we're all uh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) um, well, let me ask you this: so if you were giving advice to somebody who's you know, um, I don't even know the appropriate age to kind of like start being in the digital world or start a personal branding thing. Like what, what would you think would be an appropriate age to start thinking about that and having those conversations?
0: You know, as a mom, I'm constantly learning more and more and more about myself and as a kiddo and how the learning process goes. And when I think about it as an adult, I think about it different as teaching a child. So for myself, judgment is inevitable, right? People look at you and they judge. But what we want to teach our children is not to judge, right? Yeah. There's two sides of the coin there, and that's making sure that when you treat others as you want to be treated, right? It's the basic core rule. Um, but also, you know, judge others the way you want to be judged, which is not at all. Make sure that you're putting your best self-forward so that you can be a friend and a, a great family member and owner pet owner you know all of these different tricks to the trade you know what I mean I yeah. don't really answer your question <laughs>
1: yeah no I'm just thinking more because I, I mean my kids just got email addresses right because they're doing stay at home schooling um the schools just oh, all yeah. flipped to doing zoom and they had to get email addresses and all this stuff and I'm like I'm not ready for it. You know, like they're not, they don't, my daughter's like, Oh, it's going to TikTok." I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, and she's like, you know, but I know that like, you can't, you can't put them in a bubble, you know? And then, so I want to, and I want to address it with them appropriately and just kind of thinking while I had you as a personal branding expert, because, you know, and I I don't want them to put things onto the internet that they wish they hadn't, but I also don't know how to talk to them about that because it's almost like you think with kids, if you harp on something too much, it's almost like that's what they want to go do. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I know. I, Challenge I mean, accepted. Yeah, exactly, right. yeah, watch me. <laughs> <You> exactly. <know. laughs> hold my root the- beer, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: the, yeah. the best advice that you could probably hold on to for that is knowing that all personal brands evolve, right? Mm-hmm. I was totally different six years ago before I got sick. I was totally different 10 years ago before I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of different elements that are moving and knowing that you're not going to be the same person in five years, too, even though you're the same same human body, um, even though you might have different parts, who knows, you might get a (laughs) knee replacement or a hip replacement, who knows, Uh, but understanding that the core of who you are is who you want to be, you can be literally anything. And knowing what sets your heart on fire and keeps you afloat, that's usually going to be the hooks and the anchors that keep you moving forward and stays constant. So mm. first, that's my um, extreme hunger for creativity and magic. I grew up, you know, with Disney in my life. I got really sick in middle school. I had whooping cough, pertussis for like six months and I couldn't leave my room. Really? Constantly laughing or coughing. Yes. <laughs> I was watching Beauty and the Beast uh, constantly. That's all I watch. And I just, because it was this escape, this like magic, you know, pretending that you could talk to a magic mirror and see things. And um, so it's that creative outlet and stuff that's my anchor, knowing that I have control to create anything that I want up here. And that's what one can take away. But you know, for somebody like my husband, it's the ability to create. He's a really crafty person. He loves tinkering with things um and that's his his anchor so there's a lot of different things that you can really hold on to that will always keep you grounded and know like this is my heart and soul this is what lights me up
1: what are you so what kind of tactics are you using because um with your with your son being being you say six right yes so like um because now is a i have a six-year-old son too it is an adventure daily <laughs> and it is like the funnest adventure ever like i i they're still they still have all this wonderment but they got these super personalities now and like they're people yeah. and like you're in this kind of like weird realm with them but like um so what kind of things do you do like to do as a mom to encourage the creativity and the fun stuff that you do with them
0: you know i wish i was a more fun mom like <laughs> mom is brilliant. She's got the creative genius that never runs out. I get fried fast, <laughs> especially being an entrepreneur, you know, and yeah. running your own business. Oh, yeah. But um, I really encourage that adventure spirit. So when we're going on walks with our dogs, everything's an adventure. Yeah. We're taking geological samples by digging in the ground. You know? <laughs> and we're on adventures like Indiana Jones, even though he has no idea, because that's PG thirteen. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but,
0: Does that make sense? I mean, my mom encouraged that creative spirit for me. And I want to encourage that adventurous attitude in him and discovering and engineering new things and being bright.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And so I actually, um, I wrote a business plan template for kids and their parents, but one of the main things that I wrote and told people about as I give it out and things is that whatever their idea is, it is not your job to decide if it's going to be a viable business or not. Right. Like mm-hmm. if they come out and they're like, Oh, I want to, like my daughter is like, wants to have a, a dog kennel this summer, you know? And she's like, I'm going to get a shed and I'm going to dig a pool and I'm going to I do this. It. And like in my head, I'm like, we are not going to have 20 dogs at our house and yes, who's going to give you, you their are. dog and yeah, like, and if you knew her we will um but <laughs> she's the little general so um but, you know but it, but it's not for that it's to say okay like let's let's talk about what you would need like what kind of money would you need to start this company up and who would you market to and do those, and just encourage those ideas you know and it's I, I think it's it's really fun to go down the rabbit hole with them sometimes Yes.
0: Yeah. It- well, I mean, just thinking outside of the box and being innovative with what you have and then bringing the reality to it. Yeah. Not just saying, sorry, that's not, that's not possible, but saying, how could we make this
1: possible? Yeah. That's
0: where the, the magic, the real magic happens. Yeah. Think, me geeking out again about magic. and.
1: It <laughs> no, sounds like fun. That's cool. Is uh, and it, and it's just, and and on on a selfish side of it, it's fun for as a parent to be able to kind of have your eyes reopened, mm-hmm. right? For me, it's Such been it's been that like where, you know, it was just so hardcore business for so long, and then it was like, oh wait a minute, like yeah, building this fort is super fun. Yeah, you know, like like yes. oh, there's, there's a waterfall over here and they're like, oh yeah. And there's like cats <laughs> flying out of it. And I'm like, yeah, there's cats. Fly- this is so cool. <laughs> you know, like, I turned into the biggest kid. So, <laughs> oh
0: man, breaking the rules is all the fun. You get so routined into not doing it. Like we baked cookies the other day and here he is digging into the peanut butter and the, and the uh, chocolate chips eating the dough. I'm like, dude, what are we going to have to eat when the cookies are baked? But then I realized that's the fun part, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all about, yeah, it's all about eating the dough anyway. So, (laughs) well, listen, Chantel, I want to, we've got to cut up there, but I want to, um, I want to give you uh, the audience opportunity to find out more about what you do and uh, how to kind of connect with you. Where where would be the best place for them to, to reach out to you?
0: Oh yeah. So, uh my main bread and butter for
1: MySpace is it MySpace? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: no. I should probably make sure I don't have a profile. <laughs> got to go it. check yours too, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um definitely LinkedIn is my favorite, but I'm limited on connections. So, um definitely send me a custom connection request that includes the little message um or go to chantelsumis.com um and yeah that's basically i mean i'm on all the things so.
1: yeah all the things yeah. you gotta be the, you're the personal brand queen so you got you're, it, you're yeah. on all the things so that's awesome yeah, absolutely <laughs> um well listen thank you so much for being on money talkers and uh and guys come check out the uh, high impact series we'll get ready to do so thank you ooh, ooh, thank you thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me your host cody laughlin